like I used to like reality, like some reality TV show or some of it just because it was you so love the bad, Jersey but, Shore. You love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I went through like a real housewives, like watching binge, like when that first came on, probably. You love like, Ronnie oh, so Ortiz awful. Magro. Yeah, I do love Ronnie Ortiz Magro. Although he like beats a, his wife. You're such a I fan. think Vinny's the cute one. He's the Paul McCartney of the Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah, if I had to choose. <laughs> Who's the Ringo? Oh, it's Pauly D, obviously. Yeah, Pauly D is like, like kind of, he is kind of Ringo because he's like just sort of likable. But then the situation is John Lennon and then Ronnie must be George Harrison, right? I don't know about that, Ronnie. Well, I guess he is kind of the quiet one. Yeah. He kind of is, Ronnie <laughs> Ortiz Magro. That's it. We did it. Whatever it takes. That rage will catch you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce da- Ron Howard's beautiful red-haired daughter, the actress from such films mm-hmm. as the ones that are not with Jessica Chastain. Those movies, you know them, you love them. All the ones that don't have Jessica Chastain in them, they have They're interchangeable. Bryce Dallas mm-hmm. Howard. We are the same person because we both have red hair. <laughs> and we're um, There's only we, room for one. We were talking just before we started recording about how I watched the Two Broke Girls uh, pilot for class and the uh, racist caricature of the diner owner is named Han Lee. And in the first episode, he wants to change his name to be more American. So he changes it to Bryce, Bryce Lee. And that's the joke. Ugh, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. That show ran for like, you know how rich. They, it got syndicated. Like it's like 130 episodes of that show or something like that. It's just so disheartening sometimes when you read jokes like that and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't have to necessarily be good at this. Oh, no, no, no. I think you have to understand the format and probably know people. (laughs) And to be fair, if I am being honest, it actually is hard to write like that. Because no, it's, it, yeah, it's it is. such a style and it's such a fucking like hit the joke here, hit the joke here. And they got to write a thousand fucking jokes. Oh my God. Yeah. So many no jokes. No room for story. Give me a joke. No, like tradition. It's like jokes every, I think traditional sitcoms, like every seven to eight seconds, like there should be a joke. Is that what the, is that what yeah. you learned? You learned yeah. in sitcom writing class? I did. I got to tell you, I only look at myself in the Zoom. <laughs> I'm looking at you. So I guess we're both looking at Pat the entire time. <laughs> so that's me, Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm just kidding when I say that her and Jessica Chastain are the same. They're fucking wonderful, both wonderful actors. But I do, Very I mean, I if I see each of them, I know which one is which, but they're people that I could, it's like they're two, two pale women with red hair who got famous around the same time. Bryce Dallas Howard is in the Jurassic Park movies. Okay, so who had a resurgence <laughs> at the same time? Yeah, well, the, Jessica Chastain's very famous, right? She's in a lot of movies. I think they were both in a lot of things in around at the same in the same time period. I haven't heard about either of them recently, though. Bryce Dallas Howard, the the daughter of Ron Howard, mm-hmm. the creator of Arrested Development. You know, if I, <laughs> that's how I think of Ron Howard, I mean, um, he is. Yeah, you know, he is. Um, don't think of him for Happy Days or anything like that. Um, oh, Fonzie. 
I um I think I would be really mad if I if my dad named me Bryce and I was a girl. Yeah, his daughters are named for where they were conceived. His kids. Oh. That's why Dallas, because him and his wife bone zoned in Dallas. You know Ron Howard's wife? It's the only person he's ever had sex with. Really? According to him. He's a very nice person, I think, Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a nice guy, but also then to name your daughters and sons, if you have sons, after where you conceive them is pretty horrible. Well, that's me. I was conceived in Dallas, France. Mm -hmm. Dallas, France. One of the great (laughs) places in France. You may have been there. Dallas, France. I was conceived in Rachel, Delaware. One of the great places, Rachel Delaware. Rachel Delaware. That would be actually like a good name for like a a a, a, a like um detective. Rachel, Rachel Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Come in at solve the case. That's a show that I'm not interested in writing at all, but I Rachel kind of Delaware? know. Yeah, but you want to write Rachel Delaware? Would it would yeah. it be kind of murder she wrote-esque? I would love to write a new murder she wrote. You should. Fireworks just went off in my na- in the neighborhood. I just heard one too. It's probably the same one. Yeah, <laughs> but they're so far apart. Mm. Maybe you heard mine over your. Oh, true, true. It sounded like it was coming from this direction for me. Your Hjord Fjorns. Uh, we should fjords. say what a great. First of all, I'm fucking so I'm beat, man. Oh, I'm exhausted. It's been a, it's, it's been a holiday weekend, guys. We're recording on Memorial Day. Um. And even though the world is weird, it's still like, oh, I'm tired today. I'm just like, the, I'm so done with this. And I'm so, yeah. I know we say the same thing every week. Everybody feels this way, but we got to keep doing it. We got to stay the course. Both, I, t- I texted with Rachel this weekend. I was out with my mask on, taking a walk. And people were just like going like it was just a regular Memorial Day weekend with no masks, out on the street drinking frozen drinks. Yeah, I was yeah. also drinking frozen drinks with my mask on. I put it, the straw the mask yeah or you can wait till you're in a less crowded place and take the mask down and then drink through your straw part of me thinks like it's sort of on the bars to be like get the fuck out of the front of my uh, of the place yeah and it's like i know that there's a lot of retail employees that have trouble with telling people to wear masks but like i'm surprised that here there's been some times that I haven't seen that many people not wearing masks going into a place. I've only seen one and it was like advised and not like uh, that you have to do it. And that was part of the problem. Um, I actually, yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of people, (laughs) I swear to God, I've seen a lot of people put a mask on, walk into a store, come out of the store, take the mask right off Mm -hmm. when they're outside. Listen, you got to keep doing it. This is going to go on for a while. We ain't curing this Mm -hmm. thing in 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 a month. Yeah, so I know putting- I know that we're speaking to a select audience, but the sooner that everyone wears a mask, the easier it is for everyone. And on our high horses. I remember mm-hmm. back a couple of weeks ago when on this very podcast when Rachel was like, I don't think we could judge people if they don't wear masks. Well, it was like so weird when like they first told us not to take masks and like don't it was confusing. We- yeah. I mean, it's been very strange. Yeah, and then been- <laughs> been very strange but yeah i think it's because i saw a woman not wearing one in the post office and i immediately was like why the fuck isn't she wearing one but then i also like realized and this is i don't know if i maybe should just cut this anyway but like (laughs) you're gonna come off bad here (laughs) no but i think that she was like poorer and like i was like do you have access to masks like it's not 
you know, yeah, I can, I can buy a mask. I can like, I don't, I have a job. I have money. I have income. Like <clears throat> I read a tweet. I'm always talking about tweets. I'm like still hanging on to Twitter. Uh, I read a tweet. You, you so- Jessica, my sister and my friend, Amanda, or just send me great tweets and I really appreciate it because yeah, I don't have I to it. like look through everything. Somebody tweeted, not every Trump supporter refuses to wear a mask, but everyone not wearing a mask is a Trump supporter. And I was like, that's just not fucking true. Like, no, yes, it's a lot of like the fucking blowhards who you see going to parties and pools and walking around with guns. Those are definitely Trump supporters taking the cue from mm-hmm. their, their furor. But a lot of it is like, People who just don't fucking really know. It's a lot of, I see so many younger people who are definitely yeah. not Trump supporters. Well, you know, what's funny is that a friend of mine, like on a group chat just before this was saying that like, he does, he does, he lives in DC. He used to live in New York. Washington, DC. Yes. And he the district hates, of Columbia. He hates New York. So I should like also characterize with the fact that like, he does not like it here, but he's seen a lot of people that he knows here going to underground parties this entire what? time. And I was like, what? I haven't heard anything about that. And I was like, well, I guess that could happen anywhere though. And maybe you just knew really shitty people in New York who would like still be doing shit like that. <laughs> Underground parties. Yeah. Ooh, and I was like, like why a- do you think that that's not happening in DC too? Like I would think that if there's underground parties happening here, I think they're happening Underground in every fucking parties. city. <laughs> Underground parties, like at the party at Jimmy's house when uh, <laughs> Daniel Clark drank that little bit of wine. Well, so no, because wasted. he's, it's not an underground party because that Jimmy lived in an apartment building, so it was up very uh, high, high. So it's an above ground party. That was an above ground <laughs> party. It's yeah. been. Hey, we should say what a great time we had. Yes, left. we had so much fun on our Zoom last week. Sorry to everyone who couldn't make it and had to listen to the podcast later and miss the context of all the comments. <laughs> Excuse me, the COVID. Did you did you think there? I listened back, but I didn't think it was like it was too bad, you know. But I think that bad. we were picking up on a lot of people's comments, and we weren't necessarily saying we we're just like reading them rather than saying what. The we'll context, get better because so, I think yeah. we should definitely do it again. Yeah, it was really. Hello, everybody. It's me, Steve Mnuchin's best friend, Donald Trump. I'm back from golfing. I was golfing so much in my khaki pants. You could have seen my whole rear end in my khaki pants while I was golfing. With I love I love the idea of Trump describing himself first Steve and foremost Mnuchin's as Steve friend. Mnuchin's best everybody, friend. It's me, Steve Mnuchin's friend. I loved... Not friend, best friend. Best friend. <laughs> Do they have those necklaces where it's a broken heart yeah. in two halves? I have B-Fry and he has street ends. <laughs> Me and Stevie. He, he, he insisted on having street ends. Because it's the ST. It's like Steve. <laughs> and Trump has to be first, so he would obviously take the B-Fry. We had such a great time last week on the, on the, uh, the Instagram live. I feel guilty even like doing Trump as like a joke because it's like, he's so awful. And he's I, so awful. It, it makes me feel like even, even like making him a comedy character is like a bad thing. Cause then we're sort of like, I'm not you. We, not you, we I am like lessening the impact of how bad a person he is. Cause you yeah. sort of like warm up. Like it's fun when the Steve Mnuchin guy comes on the show. I, um, I've been taking part in this like audio project and the last installment that I've is been, one of the most Rachel sentences that has ever been uttered. I've been taking part in this like audio project. Um, not, not as much as like when I, I saw that, um, 
song in the fourth season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that's called I Hate Everything But You, which oh, yeah, reminded me so very... much of me. <laughs> it felt yeah, so I like seen. it, but that was the way I used to say. I like it, but... So anyway, tell us about your audio project. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's okay. Um, I've been taking part in this audio project that's like based on the Decameron, which is uh, a book written during the plague <laughs> You're period. The best. <laughs> it's written during the plague and essentially it's like it's a it's fiction but it's the idea is that like t- uh, i think it's 10 people like escape the plague in florence and they go to like some small town and they tell stories every night but the stories are all like you know they have undertones of like politics and like all these other things that are going on in the world at that time um so a friend proposed doing this with like 10 different people and i got asked to be a part of it but the last one is imagining the future. And I've been trying to write something to talk about for a week and a half. And I just, I don't have anything. Oh my God. So wait a minute. So you're doing this, you're on all of these, uh, is it a podcast? What it's a is podcast. It? Yeah. It's called, so I'm on another podcast guys. You should be plugging that shit. I should listen it's, to this. Th- this is a podcast. The other ones are an audio project. I don't know if you guys remember. It's called the modern Decameron or this Decameron life, which I roll. But <laughs> so then you go on it every week and you tell a story. Is that what's happening here? So we all record things and we send it to one person and she makes it into an episode. And so um, not everyone has a good audio setup, but some other people are also podcasters. So they do um, shout out actually to um, my friend, Jamie organized it and our Jenny. other friend, our other friend Clea is on it. Um, and they both have a podcast called Radio Clash and it's a music podcast and uh, it's a pretty good podcast. I've, they've had it for like over 10 years. So used to be are a these, radio show. Let me ask some of these people, broomheads or dope monkeys, or are they part of the friendship club? If not, I don't want to hear anything about them. Well, Clea is actually Canadian. She lives in Montreal. So she has listened to our show before. All right, Clea. Yeah. Clea. Well, it's, you know, French Canadian, so. Yeah. Well, that sounds great, guys. Mm-hmm. Check it out. The Decameron Life. This Decameron Life. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know you were doing that. That's great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have to got to record my last episode. They're very short, like five, up to five minutes. But I just have no fucking clue what to talk about. I'm imagining the future because I don't see a future for anything. Oh, Jesus Christ! Maybe you should say that. <laughs> really, be a fucking breath of uh, fresh, exciting air. Right. Oh, it just it feels so bad right mm. now. It feels should- bad. It should feel good. It's the beginning of summer. It feels, feels terrible. Good. It feels yeah. terrible. It feels good. Tony, Tony, Tony. We've done that already. Mm-hmm. What, Which you Tony know, would you be? I think we talked about this already. I think I said... Uh, I can cut it. If so. No, it doesn't matter. I don't remember what I said. Uh, uh, the one with the E. T-O, tone. T-O-N-E. Okay. Tone. T-O-N-E. I used to think it was Tony, Tony, Tone. Oh, you missed the accent. Yeah. <clears throat> the accent, right? That's mm-hmm. the word. I, that's the word I was searching for. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy dog. We're not here to talk about other podcasts. We do. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, we're watching Degrassi, the next generation. We're in the fifth season. Can you of, believe it? Oh We've been I'm, in this. The fifth season has lasted the time of the pandemic. <laughs> like, the fifth season is just filled with breakups. We started the fifth season. The day that Tom Hanks and like announced he had coronavirus, and also Rita Wilson, and also don't, Rita Wilson. Sorry, don't forget I'm about like, Rita Wilson. Yeah, more important, sexism. Rita Wilson. I know. 
So we're in the we're in the fifth season now. We're at episode five ten, the tenth episode of the fifth season. It's the ninety first episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. We're nine episodes away from the hundredth episode. I wonder wow. if they do a big thing for it. I wonder if they do too. But since there's two parters like every third week, uh, I consider this to be the seventy fifth episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. Wow. The name of the episode is Redemption Song. Redemption Song is, of course, a very, very, very famous uh, song by Bob Marley. So, Rachel, what is your favorite Bob Marley song? Oh Jesus Christ! This is like a layup, Rach. Seriously, this I don't is a have layup. One. <laughs> just pick us. Just say a song. Redemption song. <laughs> Do you dislike Bob Marley? I just don't care. I never did. I don't think Bob Marley. I think Bob Marley is a wonderful person and a great musician. I just ah. don't. I just don't listen to his music An ever. Important artist you like, no doubt. For God's sake, I know there is no no doubt. If Bob Marley doesn't start all this, or it's true. Perfect all of this. Oh my goodness gracious! Three little birds, no woman, no cry. Stir it up. Redemption song. These are all classic songs. What's your favorite? No Woman, No Cry. Classic. Mm. Top notch. I do sing Stir It Up all the time to Max because he always is stirring things and I sing it. Stir it up, little darling. The problem, Bob Marley. What is he stirring all the time? (laughs) Is he making meth in your apartment? (laughs) No, I always like have him like help me make food. Like if we're making food, I'm always like, hey, come on and stir it. So it feels like he's a part of it and it makes him more... uh, uh, interested to eat it because gotcha. gotcha. it. it's a ruse you play on ch- you basically just lie to children all the time. <laughs> my my friend's kid is gonna be 10 in december so he's nine now um and he's in boy scouts and he had to get a cooking badge so he had to like oh, wow. make a whole meal you know with his parents help um, and clean up after. So we had to plan it and like write a grocery list and like buy all the things and then like prep and then cook and then clean up. Um, and so his mom was like, so what do you want to make? And the first thing he's like, squid. <laughs> ah, did he make it? So she was sent us Marco Polos and she was like, uh, I don't know where I'm going to find this and I've <laughs> never made it. So I'm not really sure about it. And then I was like, you know what? It's actually not that bad. I made squid once. I used to belong to a fish CSA. So I got different fish every week. Jeez, Rachel just <laughs> dropping Rachel sentences tonight. I know, just like Rachel oh is all over the place. I used to belong to a fish CSA? <laughs> so I got squid once and I was like, it's actually not too bad, but they found frozen octopus. That's all she could find. And they made it. And apparently like he loved it. His little sister did not like any of it. Though. No, that makes. They sense. made like a pasta with it and mussels and stuff, so That's it wasn't great. too bad. I think Bob Marley suffers from being on too many white du- poster. The his poster being on too many white dudes' uh, dorm rooms. Yeah, I think so, I kind of wrote him off a little bit for that reason. Yeah, he's an incredible, important uh, entertainer mm-hmm. uh, in in Jamaica, especially the things he did. There's a wonderful book uh, uh, called "Fuck." Look it up. I remember. No, it's not about only Bob Marley. Oh. It's about like the like important music genres in like different cultures. And he's a huge, he's like a huge part of it. But then it's also like, it might be Love Goes to Buildings on Fire because I think it's about like the talking heads too in New mm-hmm. York. It's a great mm-hmm. book. Love Goes to Buildings on Fire is a great book. 
Mm-hmm. That might not be the one I'm thinking of, but I think it is. It doesn't matter. Bob Marley's great. Rachel's a lunatic. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days, Rachel's going to have an answer because I got to tell you, I'm thinking about dropping this as a part of the show. <laughs> I'm serious. Every I week mean, with Rachel, she never has an answer. Some weeks there's really good music and I got a lot to say, but you know, I think they're running out of people too. This is, I mean, this was a great title for this episode though, which Little they don't always darling. do. They don't always think of really good um, titles for the episodes. Weddings, weddings, parties, anything. Yeah. That's what they'll play. This was a good one. This was like, you're right. This was a Mm -hmm. good one. So we're talking about uh, Darcy and Spinner tonight. We're going to be speaking on the friendship club retreat, the friendship club camping thing, whatever they're doing that, just allows anybody to show up and be a part of it, I guess, if they want to. Apparently. Yeah. We had to, I went, you went to Catholic school. I went to I Catholic did. school. Did you have to go on retreats in Catholic school? Because we went on a lot of retreats. We did. I went to a Jesuit high school. Okay. So we went on like a Kairos retreat my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. That's the only retreat I've ever been on. Mm. It was quite, did- it was quite like uh, moving. I cried a lot at it. We did one junior year that was very, uh, like, a big deal. Yeah. And we got letters from our family. Same, that's a Kairos retreat. Yeah. That's the same it like was, four days, right? It's like Yeah. Intense. It was intense. It was really intense. Um, but we did, like, mini retreat things. Too. We would do, like, day retreat kind of things also uh, at, at different years. But the junior year one was, ooh, I didn't know that's what that was called. I never heard it referred to as that. But that's, Well, yeah. yours might not have been specifically that. The, but it, a Kairos but it, retreat is a very specific, like, structure. And yeah, and I didn't one go of to a Jesuit is, high school, right. so. One of the bits is definitely the letters that they read, mm. and you cry like a fucking Oh, yeah, idiot. cried a fucking lot. And you also got, we got kind of we were in like rooms with other people but oh, like not necessarily not. we were in solo rooms oh yeah no we were definitely with other people but it wasn't necessarily it was like kind of your homeroom but i think your homeroom was split into groups too mm. Mm. <laughs> my school was like 130 people per class i'm trying to remember more details about it but i know my friend nikki the one who i was just talking about whose son gus wanted to make octopus <laughs> Like, Her son's name is Gus. I fucking yeah. love, love that so much. His name is August, but they call him Gus. I love Gus. He's great. And his sister's name is Georgia. Oh, I know. So yeah. I have someone in my yeah. mom's block with a daughter named Georgia. My yeah. mother insists this, this woman lives on my mother's block. It is a woman who I went to grade school with. She's my uh-huh. age. We went to first through eighth grade together. I'm going to tell you in all truth and in all, we were not friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to school together. Yeah, and yeah. I know and people like that. I'm pretty sure we graduated eighth grade together. And I grew up in a small town, so you did kind of. I didn't socialize with these people, but I guess they, everybody's always around. They were like cooler mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I have not. I had not seen this person since we graduated eighth grade together. Her grandmother lived on my block growing up, so I would see her. When the grandmother died, she inherited the house now, so she lives in that house on my mother's block. And my mother, like, insists that we're friends. And she'll be like, oh, you should go see, you got to go see Jeannie, see the baby down the block. I'm like, I don't 
this person does not know me. I don't know. And every time, like, she'll walk uh, by the house and my mother be like, Pat, Patrick, go, oh, run out. Go outside and see uh, Jeannie Bullock's across the street. I'm like, she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. She doesn't know me. But my mother has created this, like, narrative in her head that this person and I are, like, lifelong friends. We don't know each other. Anyway, her daughter is named Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one, okay. It's so funny. I tell people that story all the time. It's she is crazy about like insisting that me and this because now like my mother is friendly with her because they live on the block yeah. and she's very nice to my mother. There's, so yeah, yeah, there's something similar in my neighborhood where there's someone who wasn't in my grade but went to my elementary school and was also in Girl Scouts. And so my mom remembered her from that. I think she was like a year or two older than me. And she owns a house in my parents' neighborhood now. Right. And like my mom's like, oh, so and so. And I was like, who? Like I had to like reach into the depths of the vault to try to like figure out who this person was that she was talking about. I mean, I know who I didn't have that. I know who this person is. This person was a person who was like, I know. And I'm sure it's a lovely person. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but I have enough friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Friends with her. So uh speaking of friendship club. Friendship club. We open on friendship club, right? Mm-hmm. We open on Darcy trying on a bathing suit in a, what was the name of that clothing store that <laughs> Manny went I to a season oh, ago? God, I don't know. It you looks similar-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's pink in the dressing rooms, but not, not the same pink. Darcy was getting all, looking all sexy in a bathing suit, in a bikini, coming in there. Mm-hmm. And Spinner comes into, uh, am I allowed to say that? That she was, I don't, I'm, I don't know that she was sexy. I'm just saying, I assume she That's, was. I mean, that was the. That's the vibe that they're going for. She's wearing show. like a yeah. sexy bikini, mm-hmm. despite being a very uh, religious Jesus lover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spinner breaks into the changing room. Mm-hmm. I thought these two were going to fuck. I did too. I know. It was very intense. I got to say, this is uh, neither here nor there, but Darcy has, not Darcy, Shanae Grimes Beach has like a little Darcy Grimes Beach. Darcy Grimes Beach has a little like birthmark mole kind of thing whatever right under her eyebrow and i always think it's a pierced eyebrow but it's not every time i look at her i'm like she's got a pierced eyebrow no it's not it's just it's just a spot i get the feeling Mm -hmm. that darcy grimes beach shanae grimes beach darcy is a polarizing character to people i just have a feeling i don't know why i think that i think that people treat the, the women characters on the show harder than they do the male characters on the show so i have a feeling that she probably ebbs and flows whether if people like her mm-hmm. but i'm saying it right now that i love this i love i am so on board i love darcy i like her so much more in this episode than i liked her in anything she before this gr- yeah well she didn't have much to do before this, this no is like a, no this, this was, was like actually favorite. like an episode that she was a part of she yeah. was great she was like she's like the whole her whole bit is like look i can be like a fucking jesus lover but also be cool yeah, yeah. That's I'm sexy, we're... and also I love Jesus, and he's going to forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> you need from internal damnation. Yeah, come on into this dressing room. We're not going to fuck, but the, the, the 40-year-old guy at home who's watching it's going to think we're going <laughs> to fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, so there's a retreat, and Spinner's like, mm, I don't really want to go to this. And then Jay's like, aren't you going to come to the big party at the ravine this weekend? He runs into Jay and she's like, Darcy says something about him being off parole, but that was a joke, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
because I don't think that, I mean, I, he, did he have anything to do with JT's suicide attempts? Like, yeah, no. I mean, oh, not really, but no, like right. not enough. And he makes, Jay makes some comment about uh, Darcy shopping at Nuns R Us. <laughs> Nuns R Us. Also, what speaking about? of polarizing characters, I got to say this Holy also, shit. Jay, like in this episode, <laughs> was like a lot different than he's been. To. Well, okay. Not, not so- really different, but just there was more of him, I felt. Jay, all right, I'm going to say a little, I'm going to give a little bit of moment of uh, praise to Mike Lobel, not Jay, yeah, yeah. Mike Lobel. He is such a fucking sleazeball. The ga- Jay, the character yeah. Jay is such a sleazeball. But he's, this dude is in every fucking episode. This guy, mm-hmm. Mike Lobel, has managed to get his face in, I can't think of an episode where we haven't talked about Jay in, in a while, right? In like every episode. And he's always the guy who's causing the trouble. He is the biggest troublemaker. He, but I don't like Jay. In fact, I think what Jay does in this, Jesus, motorcycle. Mm. What Jay does in this episode is one of the more reprehensible things he has done so far. And again, I was like, how are we going to like this guy? But there's a glint in that motherfucker's eye and there's a way, uh, tosses his hair back where i'm like oh god i get it <laughs> god. yeah yeah oh mike fucking lobel i gotta give it to him I mike lobel. Give it to him. he has managed to be like a periphery bully character that has charmed the shit at alinda Schuyler and stephen stone to where they're like oh something bad's gonna happen just put jay in there i think we have seen spinner friend break up with jay every like third episode since the shooting yeah exactly and then they're always back together as friends. It's yeah. bizarre. He's it's a bizarre. Very, guy. very bizarre. Another thing that's equally bizarre because this episode is about forgiveness, obviously, and redemption, bringing up the shooting again. Apparently, Spinner also witnessed exactly how yes. <laughs> the shooting of Jimmy looked, <laughs> which I'm just like, how did you also remember exactly how that looks? You weren't there. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. It's funny, like at the beginning, they always get me because right at the beginning of this episode, I had this moment where, because the, the, the episode starts with like a lot of Spinner and Darcy and they're having fun and they're laughing, they're like enjoying each other. And I did have a moment where I was like, Spinner's really not paying for this uh, whole thing that much. I feel like he's kind of just moved on. And then the whole episode is about how he certainly has not moved on, nor has anybody else. So they got yeah. Oh yeah, and it's been a year since the shooting in this yeah. episode. The hot Sulacus, Principal Hot Sulacus, was uh, on the the waves, the airwaves, telling everybody about it. Yeah, the school announcements the on the videos for media immersion class, etc. Yeah, which I was kind of like, oh, that almost feels like rough. Like, not something you need to do in front of uh, all these students who witnessed this and experienced it. Maybe right. that's for like the news media. Maybe the news, the 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 fake news media. Uh, so after this, after the, uh, if I do, uh, happens, we start on actual friendship club and there's this gentleman who we will find out later. His name is Linus. Uh, I was which, wondering what his name was. I could not hear it. Linus. Like, Linus. Linus. That's Linus fucking... makes a lot of appearances in this episode. He's a heavy, heavy <laughs> used character in this episode. Yeah. He is leading the thing and Spinner is Spinner's still like reluctant to buy into all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's saying like, well, there's a lot of good people who may not believe in Jesus. So what? they all just go to hell. No, and he had, Linus had no answer for that. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is when they they start talking about the, the retreat, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, and he's talking to Linus, and he's telling Linus, "I don't think I'm gonna go. I have this friend, and I'm gonna like do something with the friend." And Linus says, "Is your friend a believer?" And <laughs> Spinner says, uh, "He believes in things like beer." <laughs> Like beer. <laughs> exactly. Like he believes in it. Yeah, really believes in that beer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Spinner is at this point not going to go on the retreat. He's planning to go with Jay, right? To the party? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until like, do they have a fight? I don't really remember what happens next. I don't really remember either. I think Jay says something inappropriate about Darcy probably. And that's when he's like, I'm going to fucking go. Oh, no, because, oh, no, I know what happens. So Spinner starts to, like, because he gets into a little fight with Jimmy, because Jimmy's going to paint this mural, which is the B story. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But Spinner offers to help with anything he might need for the mural, and Jimmy blows him off. Mm-hmm. So now they're at the Dot Marie Jones, mm-hmm. and Jay is pouring booze in his coffee. Which fucking yes. <laughs> from a flask, because from of course flask, he is. Because of course he is. Is that guy ever sober? Absolutely not. He's just got like a low level buzz that he maintains constantly throughout Mm -hmm. the day. So he's kind of like spinners having this moment of like, you know, don't you feel bad about what we did? And uh, Jay thinks that they did a service to the world by having Rick getting Rick to kill himself. Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. And then he's like, right. Yeah. And then spinners spinners uh, expressing remorse for Jimmy. What happened to Jimmy? And uh, Mike Lowell's just like, you got to forget the depressant stuff, man. Just forget about it. And that's when Spinner's like, oh, there's Daisy. That's she when she just came to visit. <laughs> that's when Spinner's like, you know what? You're bad, and I'm gonna go on this retreat. Mm-hmm. And they've been talking about um, forgiveness. Even if, even if you don't love me anymore. I feel like I've I sing that song a lot on this show. It's a good song. Don Henley. I love Don Henley. I love the Boys of Summer. Mm-hmm. I know. I think we've talked about this because you love mm-hmm. the version by the Ataris. I like both versions. I really liked the Don Henley one when I was like eight years old. <laughs> so I ran a lemonade stand. <laughs> I love Don Henley. <laughs> and my best friend was named Emily Grimm. Oh, Emily Grimm. I don't know where she is now. She probably lives on your parents' block and has a baby and your mom's going to insist that you go see her when she walks by the house as if that's what she wants. She wants the awkwardness of you running after her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they get to this retreat. Spinner starts chatting with the... It's very far away from where they live. Some lake. Yeah, some lake. Mm Mm-hmm. Lake Canada, I think, is what it's called. Lake Toronto. Lake Canada. And they have he starts having this conversation with Linus mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. Fucking Linus. Linus, so so in this episode. Where he reveals to Spinner that he and his girlfriend uh are pre-engaged. Pre-engaged. They have Kim. They will not have sexual intercourse with one another until they are married. Yeah, and oh, I uh, that's how I feel about those things. Not about not having sex before marriage, but there's something about 
there's like the way that like Linus talks about it that makes me feel gross. He says we love each other, but we also love Jesus. Yeah, maybe that was. <laughs> I would imagine the part where it says we also love Jesus. Yeah, I I went to Catholic school for years, as you did. The part of Catholicism and Christianity in general that I can really get behind is helping other people, which I think we could use a little bit more of that oh, right you mean about The now. part that most uh, people who are Catholic ignore. Yeah, exactly. Of like making being mean to everybody. Yeah, and and get into the real bullshit of all of it. And like, I do not agree with the like. Let's just who cares about this life? We're all going to go to heaven later. It's going to be great. It's like that's not my thing. So um, I was like, the chastity rings. Oh no, I'm not sure about that. Not like I was having sex in high school, but I didn't need to like broadcast it. You didn't need to broadcast that you weren't having sex. Exactly. No, because that makes you a loser. Right? <laughs> what a fucking loser. It's given hand jobs, you know. Yeah, you were giving them out left, left and right, right and center. Ambidextrous with those hands. Foot jobs. So uh Spinner. Oh, so they have a group meeting mm-hmm. at, the, at Friendship Club, mm-hmm. which this fucking thing, there's no adults. Is this yeah? Good? That was 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 super weird. Well, they're not going to have sex, or are they worried about them? Do they need? Chaperones? I guess that's true. I may be your chaperone. So they go to this group, mm-hmm. and Linus. It does seem like maybe even though Linus is pre-engaged to Kim, that maybe he's got a little thing for Darcy. Is did mm-hmm. you get that vibe? Yeah, like, well, he just seemed like a little bit, I don't know, him and Kim seemed like they were actually adults in teenagers' bodies, the way they talked, like, their their language right. did not sound like teenagers. Right, yeah. I yeah. was very baffled by that. Right, so they... Um, they there, was also, this- <laughs> there was also that really dumb white girl who was part of the retreat. <laughs> One that Jay tries to seduce. Oh, later. we're gonna get there. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna. Oh, we're coming. <laughs> but to she that. was. But she was. They all sit around. You know, they're all talking about Jesus and stuff like that. And she's just like, I just don't understand. <laughs> she did not read like she belonged at this friendship club. She looked no, like an no. idiot who wanted a bone zone, and um, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have this group, and they're all sharing. And then Linus, this prick, mm-hmm. brings up Jimmy. Hmm. And Spinner is like, fuck you, dog. I am out of here. And he gets And up. also, does no one in the school know that Spinner was involved in the shooting <laughs> other than Jimmy? Because I feel like Jimmy has made it well known. <laughs> like, well, I think that they do know that's why he brings it up, right? Well, no, because then he says to Darcy, like, you told him. And she's like, well, I maybe said something to Kim, who was the girl. But it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, does no one know this otherwise? Is this not, like common knowledge like he got held back in school like he got suspended for like a very long time because he told hot sulacus so clearly someone must know it's not plain yeah, not plain sulacus i was like wondering i guess this is degrassi affiliated mm-hmm. it's not just a club that like meets there because i was wondering if maybe all these people didn't go to degrassi yeah i don't know though i don't know i think yeah it but it also feels like it would be Degrassi. It would be a Degrassi club. But also, why did they have to go two hours to find a place for this retreat? 
So they could go to a lake, I guess, get in their bikinis, the bikini buds. You know that Toronto is on one of the Great Lakes, right? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Doing a dog, like a panting dog thing. Bikini babes. Uh, so Spinner gets ambushed by this Linus dickhead Mm -hmm. and he gets so mad at, he gets so mad that he like takes it out on Darcy Mm -hmm. and he breaks up with her. I'm like, dude, you got to chill, man. He's like, I gotta go. I mean, the Jimmy stuff is a pretty, it's a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His friends only paralyzed for life, you know? Yeah. And it's his fault. I mean, it's his fault. I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's it. Do uh, you think that it's his fault? If he hadn't said something, he Jimmy would not have been shot by Rick. I don't think. Right. So Maybe. yes. <laughs> right, but it's not he. Fault lies in like. Yeah, I mean it's Rick's fault, intent. obviously, but like, um, yeah. I think there has to be like intent there to like do yeah. the deed to, to have that be the end. Yeah, yeah, that's anyway. True. Regardless, I uh, uh, Spinner I, dates these very beautiful women all all the time. So I don't know how he's doing it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're doing, dog, because you're a weird you're a weird goon. But God bless you. Mm-hmm. I love it. So he breaks up with her and he calls Jay to come pick him up because he's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. And this sleaze ball. Rides up in his car with his sunglasses on and beer in the cooler. And he's like, oh, I'm getting out. I'm, I'm going to start seeing if I can hit on some of these Catholic, Christian women. Mm-hmm. I don't know they're Catholic. I'm assuming they're just a Christian sect. Yeah, yeah. Do they have Catholics in Canada? <laughs> Probably. They have Catholics everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so. They got bizarro Catholics there. So Jay comes out, he's hitting on this girl. This girl is like falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. He's talking about how his mom, uh, somebody died and then his mom became a drug addict and he took care of them and this woman is falling for it and then he's trying to like take her away to like bone. He's trying to like get her all jacked up, feed her some, feed her some uh, MGDs and, uh, and bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gets stopped. I can't remember how. I don't know. It gets gets stopped, and and uh, Darcy shows up. Wait, what happens? I I don't know. I my notes are very weird. I was like, I'm almost to that point in this episode, though. <laughs> yeah, I if I can skip rel- this like basketball ad, I need to stop relying on on this and actually pay attention to what happens in the episode. Uh, I, I know. I bas- just my my notes are just like quotes, like. I have a basketball ad now too with uh, the Serena Williams. Oh, mine was like a Nike ad. That's what this is. It's got yeah. all the. It's got all the players. Yeah, and it gets thwarted, and and Spinner comes over, and then uh, Spinner, Spinner, and and Darcy make up, mm-hmm. and then she comes over to. She where says you, sorry. Yeah, she says sorry. She does. Well, say sorry. yeah. Essentially, like what happens is that. Uh, she, yeah, she tries to lead him to go, you know, like what, what happens is that Jay <sighs> step back a couple steps, Jay arrives, Darcy's acting cool. Cause she's like, well, this is like Spinner's friend. And like, why don't you hang out a little bit longer? And she's like, why don't you have some beers? And then she's like, I don't like beer because it tastes like vomit to me because it made me barf. throw up one time barf. Sorry. So I don't want to have any bit of that barf beer. 
but you guys have that beer. So they're walking through the woods and they're drinking beer, just the three of them. Playing Frisbee. Playing Frisbee golf. Um, and uh, then they run out of beers and Darcy's like, I'll go get them. And Spinner's like, no, 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 you stay here. I'll go get them. And then Jay tells Darcy that like, he kind of implies that Spinner needs sex. Right, because like, Spinner did tell it? Jay. Spinner did tell Jay earlier that they were not sleeping together, but also, not in a not in like a I care way. He no. was like, "No, we're not sleeping together. It's fine." And I also was thinking about it, and I was like, "I don't know if we know if Spinner slept with any of his previous girlfriends because they never really said if he slept with Paige and Manny. I felt like they never got that far. I would assume maybe Paige, but who yeah. knows? Maybe not. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I don't I'm know so that it curious. was curious. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to know. We should get Linda Schuyler and Stephen Stone on the phone and let us yeah. know if they got hey. the backstory on who... Who did uh, Spinner have sex with? <laughs> all the school. broomheads are now being like, it comes up later, you shut up, stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. He's a virgin. But so, yes. So Darcy's like, guys, why don't you drink these beers? Exactly what we said. So she's like trying to be cool. So when mm-hmm. Spinner steps away to go get the beers... Darcy is like, um, oh, Jay says to Darcy, he's like, for a nun, you're actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, she says that, um, he says that Manny is trying to get Spinner to fuck because she needs something on the side. And like you said, he's basically telling Darcy that if you don't fuck Spinner, he's going to break up with you, which I would be like, all right, who cares? Fine. I'll Mm -hmm. go with Linus. Chester. Yeah, if she so strongly believes, why is she suddenly that one over by Spinner? <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'll let him fuck me. <laughs> she was going to let him fuck him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Jay... I mean, give her the benefit of the doubt, she is a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that is true, she is. So, uh, so yeah, she's, he's like, if you don't fuck him, he's going to fuck Manny. So Spinner runs into Jay as Jay's like walking away from... Uh, Darcy Spinner's mm-hmm. walking towards her And Jay's like I got your girl all, all fired up for you or something like that Something fucking like Gross. a Sleazoid uh, from an 80s movie um, mm-hmm. James Spader James Spader would have played this character in, in the 80s James Spader is the previous Mike Lobel So she He gets there and He's she's the older gay Yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He has to pass his knowledge on to the next generation, which is Mike Lobel. He's the older sleaze. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The elder sleaze, sorry. Mm-hmm. So um, she's like, Spinner sits down with Darcy. They start kissing. She like starts to take her, she takes her shirt off and then she's crying and, and he's kissing her neck and he's like, what's going on? And then she's like, nothing, it's fine. She's fucking physically crying and he's like still kissing her and i'm like dude at this point i'm going like is this gonna be like not great like is this gonna Mm -hmm. go where like she's crying and they fuck luckily it does not spinner realizes that she's like really having a moment and she tells spinner everything that jay said Mm -hmm. so spinner and jay break up yet again twice in this episode Mm -hmm. breaks up with him once which is a lot like (laughs) This guy's breaking, these two are breaking up. So they have a fight, a physical fist fight that Spinner, mm-hmm. I think, kind of wins. Jay mm-hmm. is a little bit of like all talk kind of a thing, I think, when it comes to like being a badass tough guy. Yeah, yeah. So they fight and Spinner's like, I can't believe you would do this. You're the worst. And Jay's like, yeah, I'm the sinner. He makes sure to say sinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Christian king. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, There's also a great point before they have the fight, right before they have the fight, where uh, Jay is playing volleyball with like all the other Jesus-y folks. Mm. And he like spikes it. And then he's like, who's the savior? <laughs> Dude. This is arguably like some of the most vile shit that he does in the series so far. But also and I kind of the best. This is like the episode where I have definitely like liked him the most. Same, same here. Because there's something to like a little bit of that like fucking ribbon with those Christian kids that I'm like into. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's so funny in a way that Jay hasn't been... He's been funny, but he hasn't been that funny. And this episode, I laughed so much at everything he said. Like he's like what? he he brings up like WWJD. Also, he does. <laughs> he does. What's your take on on what he does though with Darcy when he like tells? Darcy oh, it's it's story. horrible. Yeah, it's so bad. It's he's, so bad. It's basically like. Like what is it? It doesn't do anything for Jay, so that's why I don't understand why he did it. It almost is like. Yeah, it's well, it's I not like it, he's trying to lie to get anything to benefit him. Like he's supposedly benefiting his friend, but like I mean, it kind of goes here's the thing. It's like one of two things. Mm-hmm. Like one read of it is that that he's like doing this thing to try to help his friend get laid, which mm-hmm. is possible. Mm-hmm. But if there's also like another level of like nefariousness where it's like he knows that this will fuck this person Darcy up so much that mm-hmm. like then it will fuck Spinner up and Spinner's like already depressed about doing something that hurts somebody. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to get him to do it. like the levels of depravity. If that's the case, is remarkable. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> terrible. I don't know. He's a teenager, so he's probably just trying to be a dickhead. Yeah, that's probably really what the answer is. He drives like an orange Honda Civic, so yeah, he's the best. So. um Darcy and Spinner have like their final moment. Darcy loves Spinner. She she told him that she loves mm-hmm. him, and uh, he. And Spinner also said that he loved her. He did, but also says we end with him saying that he's not worthy of her love because of like what he he said. It's his fault what happened to Jimmy, and mm-hmm. I'm a bad person because of it. And she, and she says something along the lines of like Jesus just forgives you. Mm-hmm. He just forgives you. He'll just forgive you. So mm-hmm. this feels like the beginning of a of Christian spinner. Yeah. And I have to say, this is where I find fault with Christianity is that like, oh, if you just believe, that means that you'll be forgiven. But it doesn't actually think about like the morality of like, will you do good in the future? Yeah. I always remember though, from the little that I remember of my like- Catholic Many, upbringing. many years of- <laughs> <laughs> that it was like you had to, you couldn't just like be forgiven you had to feel you had to be truly sorry for the thing and that god knew if you were truly sorry or not mm-hmm. that's what i always the way that they describe it in this episode is like kind of a write off though where it's like all you got to do is believe and you'll be forgiven and i was like that's kind of bullshit because yeah, like great. that's actually not really what i think any of that is saying but i don't know when i had the morality year of religion which was senior year of high school my teacher was super into personality tests so we didn't really spend a lot of time on anything but i know i'm an infj what's that myers briggs oh i don't know what that is yeah i had um I was a senior in high school during uh, when 9-11 happened. Right. And um, not long after that, we did Myers-Briggs 
personality tests, which are a pretty well-known um, personality test. I've heard of it, I think, from you, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. But INFJs in particular are supposed to be a super small sect of people and supposed to be very intuitive, like like extremely so, to the point where my teacher was like, was there anything you like particularly remember happening that like, you know, you're like, whoa, that's weird that I knew about that. And I was like, well, I looked at my watch exactly when one of the planes hit one of the towers. I remember that very clearly. And she's like, you're psychic. (laughs) I want to take one of those tests. How do I take one of those tests? Look up Myers-Briggs. And also Enneagram is another personality test. That's fun. I'm a type one for any of the the neg heads out there. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know what any of that means. I'm sure there's yeah. people going, Oh my God. Great. Honestly, <laughs> they're, they're all just self-selected like multiple choice questions. So like you kind of, it's just based on like what you would answer to things. Like it's how you what feel. What does about- INRI stand for? <laughs> That's Jesus speak. All <laughs> oh, right. All oh, right. What did you call I don't yourself? remember what that stands for. What either. Are you, actually. PTSD. What was it? INFJ. INFJ. Intuitive feeling. The N is not um is not the intuitive um silent. The sorry, it's silent. introvert. Introvert feeling, intuitive judging. Of course I'm judging. You're an int- introvert. You are very judgy, but do you think you're an introvert? I wouldn't say that. I am I am an introvert in the classic sense in that I recharge by having alone time. I actually oh, really, really like being around people, but I need to be by myself to recharge. I, I do too, could, so I guess I'm that as well. I could binge for like 15 hours, but I love being around people and I love chatting to people. So you're a conundrum, classic I am. conundrum. I know. That's another Rachelism right there. <laughs> I'm a we conundrum. Sh- <laughs> yeah. We Shyler Stone over a sad spinner. We do, we do. But it's going to get better for him. It's a redemption song. I got to say the one thing that sucks about recording remotely until we figure out a a more professional way to do it is that like, we cannot get that, the B story at the same time. Uh, It's hard to happens. It just goes dark. It cuts out. And if you listen to last week's too, you can kind of hear like some of one and some of the other. I can't record two people at once very well. Do you remember when I first started doing B story and then like I would ask you to do it and you'd be like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, now I do it all the time. You'd be like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I still won't sing on command. So you should see the face I'm making broomheads when I do Rachel. She's like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's the thing. I like to do that singing stuff. It's really dead myself. You do it yourself, stupid. Asshole. And so you'd be so mean to me. Be like, you fat. (laughs) (laughs) This Darcy. I never called you fat. (laughs) I know. I would hope not. That this Darcy spinner scene with the kissing and she's crying is like fucking uncomfortable, man. I know. I was just like, oh God, when is it gonna get better? (laughs) Also, where is he kissing her? He's like not kissing her neck. He's like kissing her like fucking clavicle. That's one of my favorite Alkaline Trio songs. <laughs> but you don't kiss a person there. It's like, it's, that's where he's kissing her so that like they can believably have him not know she's hysterically crying. Yeah, because she's kind of missed. And he's like, are you okay? Like, but she's like, I'm fine. Keep going. Just yeah, crying. I just want to fuck so bad. I'm so sad. <laughs> Can't wait to fuck. 
Clavicle is a great Alkaline Trio song. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I was listening to, um, I mean, it's not their song, but I love their cover of Radio. And I was listening to that a couple of weeks ago. That was a good one. That's not an Alkaline Trio song. Whose song? It's hot Water Music. My, my, what a mess you've made. That one? No, oh, sorry, not, not Radio. God, yeah, that's Rooftops, enough. Rooftops, oh, sorry. Yeah. God, sorry, our songs. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, no, I love Radio. <laughs> it sounds exactly like me. Oh, wait, that's Fuck You, Aurora. That's also Yeah, not that's radio. not radio. That's Fuck You, Aurora. <laughs> I'm singing the wrong song. Racing like a dog shit and razor, razor blades. Waking, Waking up, up next, next to nothing after dream. Oh, God, I can't sing that low. You and me waking, waking up. up all alone. Getting up so relieved while you're yeah. saving. All right, wait, it's terrible. Yeah. Broomheads, I hope you like that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We sing outgoing trio. Barely saying Ankle Tree. I also forget like which words are in. I haven't listened to that song that much in a while. So, well, I fucking sang Fuck You Aurora by mistake. Yeah. That's from the same album. So I love Alkaline it's, Trio. Yeah. Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Great. No, that's not from Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Huh? yeah. Classic. Ah, second I'll guessing. Fall hard. That's one of my favorite songs. Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Mm hmm. That and radio and rooftops and clavicle. <laughs> my friend Peter's a good one. Oh, my friend Peter's a great song. Love Alkaline Trio. I used to have an Alkaline Trio hoodie with some dead angels oh. right here. It was like a zip up hoodie and two dead angels on either side. And I lost it somewhere. That's hmm. terrible. I'm not going to buy a new one. Like, it's not the same. It's not 2003. What is that supposed to mean? That's when I bought the original one, I think. So you can't still like a band that you liked in 2003? No, but I want I want the original hoodie. I don't want the 2020 hoodie. I want the 2003 hoodie. But what if the 2020 hoodie is the same? What if they did like a throwback and made the same one again? But is it made on like the same sweatshirt? The exact same. Yeah, the exact okay, same. Then maybe. They, went, they went back to the plant. Then and maybe got, and one time my, I know my sister listens to the show, so I know that she's going to hear this, but one time I had a brand new shirt that I absolutely loved and she lost it. And I made her buy me a new one of it. <laughs> like she had to like hunt it down. Cause it had, it had been out of production. I mean, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, don't and I like, I certainly like your sister more than I like you, but I'm on your side for this one. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. You got to buy it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I like you both the same. I don't know your sister that well. <laughs> I certainly don't like her more than you. I like you um at the same amount. Okay. I nice. know you much far better. <laughs> so you're saying that you like her as much as me despite knowing her less. <laughs> I would also, gonna... I would I would argue despite knowing you more. <laughs> fair point, fair point. <laughs> Just kidding. I hate I everything it. but you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That would go on like the greatest hits of the it show. It would. It would. All right, so the B story if you're is that Hazel has big plans for Jimmy's summer. Uh I guess between they're going to graduate soon. This is their graduation year. Yeah, they're going to go on a road trip. They're going to go on a Southern America road trip. They're going to stop at all the big hits, Memphis, Orlando, and Atlanta. <laughs> 
all the places that when I want to travel to Southern America, I'm like, yes, make sure that Memphis and Orlando and Atlanta are on my list. Memphis is pretty dope. I've never been to Memphis. It's pretty dope. I mean, it's like if you love fucking music, it's great, but I don't know that they do. Why wouldn't you go to Nashville? Like, why Memphis? I don't yeah, know. Memphis. Yeah, those are kind of like interchangeable. And I thought that like New Orleans was on the map, but they said Atlanta instead. And I was like, Atlanta's fine. It's a major city. Like Atlanta, yeah, but what's what are you doing? And also, if you're going to Disney, like Orlando's great. But if you're not, don't go to Orlando. Well, I would assume that my, my I thought Disney was probably the yeah, the, yeah. The the end point there. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So they're but going you, on a big road trip. Take it. Oh, um, but, but, but Jimmy won the mural contest. Was this a cut? Con- like, what was this? Like, uh, they were trying to do something to inaugurate, inaugurate, <laughs> it's not celebra- celebrate either. To celebrate the death of Rick. <laughs> <laughs> to mark the one year anniversary of the big school shooting in which the only person who died was the person who started the shooting. Could you imagine if you're Jimmy Brooks? And you put yourself in contention to win the fucking mural to commemorate the day that you and were they shot. Didn't give it and to they you. didn't pick you like <laughs> like because they announced it. Miss uh, Hatsulakis announces it, and everybody's so excited for Jimmy. But mm-hmm. who the fuck else would they give it to? They would be fucking sociopaths. There's no one to give it to. Ah, that was very funny. So yeah, they're gonna make this beautiful mural, and Ellie is very involved in Jimmy's life. Mm-hmm. And Hazel does not like it. No. And she's like, when did Jimmy and Ellie become a we? That's what Paige says. Because oh, yeah. Ellie mm-hmm. says, yeah, because Ellie's talking about how we're going to like do some shit. Yeah, and yeah. I got to tell you, as a fan, as mm-hmm. you know, of both of these characters, these characters mm-hmm. being Hazel and Ellie, mm-hmm. it is a very clear cut side to take here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For me, this mm-hmm. is, I was so on Hazel's side here. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, the Jimmy Hazel relationship is like weird and it doesn't really seem like, um, it's an emotional relationship rather than that. It's like a physical relationship at all. And it's not that it's not that girls and guys can't be friends or anything like that, but there is, it's weird that like Jimmy's pulling away from Hazel. Wait, who's having a physical, not a physical relationship? You're saying Ellie and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's clear that they're like, this is I even wrote down it was like an emotional affair. Yeah, yeah, that's like, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. it's like. Right. And right. then and then Hazel's kind of being left out of the loop and like obviously Jimmy's not telling her everything, but then Jimmy's also realizing the shortcomings of their relationship, him and Hazel's 100%. And when I say whose side to to be on here, mm-hmm. it's not Hazel Ellie really. It's Hazel like this is not Ellie's fault either. No, it's Jimmy's. Yeah, Jimmy not being able to like figure out what's going on. So yeah. he keeps like painting and doing all these things with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Hazel feels left out. So, oh, excuse me. That was terrible. So they're painting, they're painting the mural. Hazel shows up, which in a spectacular to paint a mural with paints. She shows up wearing head to toe white. Who paints a mural <laughs> wearing all white in my notes? <laughs> she doesn't I was fucking like, know. What? Like all white and it looks nice. And she's got like a bandana sticking out of a no, back I, pocket. Like, and, a, and a white, hat. full white baseball cap with nothing on it. It is just white. I think it's on purpose. Like it's to be like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And importantly, while she's trying to paint this, uh, Jimmy is very busy talking to Ellie about her summer job of making a website for a comic book company. And I will say, as someone who works on websites for a living, that the line, it's all customized, but I'm also putting together templates, must have been the shittiest dialogue I've ever was it so bad show. it's so off or is it just, it's just like it's just like meaningless words like it's it's just like they strung words together and they're like I this is that. what websites are and they talk I about flash that. animation which oh i miss flash animation websites those were the old days oh i love that that's a great little yeah. piece of like information that i would yeah. not know that's it's very all funny. customized but i'm also putting together templates yeah what who what? cares <laughs> Also, you haven't even started this job, so why would you have any information about, like, the details of it yet? <laughs> Remember when she was, like, going to be a newswoman? <laughs> yeah, Ellie, I don't know. I Like, I like Ellie a lot. I love like, her. she's one of my favorite characters, but also, like, sometimes her story doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I feel like they really jump around. Like, she's not... There's not like a character sheet of her that makes any sense to me. I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree. She more, was like, more than like anyone else on the show. They kind of like just are like, Ellie seems good for this. Sure. She lived in a fucking two bedroom apartment with her boyfriend because her mother was an alcoholic. And her father, it's very crazy. Like, yes, Ellie, Ellie's story makes no rhyme. Or, there's no rhyme or reason about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The show is so much more in uh, like interested in like tackling the issues mm-hmm. than it is about like, but yet at the same time, it still manages to give you these characters that well, they never they nuanced. never tell you about when Jimmy moves out of his cold apartment into a it house because a it's house. probably better for his wheelchair life. But like, I, don't I mean, know. it's they also probably really... because they lost like the lease on that. <laughs> apartment that season yeah. and they were like the cbc yeah. was like yeah. fucking shooting a house also, like, i mean I'm jay nuts. has a really good armband tattoo in this episode but i don't know if he has that all the time so i gotta keep an eye out for that well, and jay just it doesn't go to school so what is he yeah. what is what's he's going on drinking he he's putting alcohol in his coffee at the dot from a the flask you mean the you like, mean the Dot Marie no, Jones? I'm sorry, the Dot Marie Jones. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Does this person go to school? I'm very confused. What grade is he even in? Is he a senior like that? I think so. Yeah. So Jimmy's making this mural, painting it up, looks good, and then he's and then Hazel shows up to to help mm-hmm. paint. And then she makes some comment when they're painting together, and she's like, "How come nothing rhymes with orange? Such a lonely word." Well, that we've talked about. Uh, that is, uh. That starts the scene. That's yeah. what they do. I say, I fucking love it. They always trust Hazel. What's her name? Andrea Lewis, right? Yeah. Andrea Lewis. Mm-hmm. They trust her to have those break in lines yeah, yeah. to the scene that set you up that are fucking hilarious. I can't remember what one of them is like, wait, so who's gay? Like that bit. <laughs> and like, they've done it. They've, I I'm, know I'm freezing. Who's gay? <laughs> I know that I've done it before. I've I've written things down because mm-hmm. I also wrote that down. How come nothing rhymes with orange? It's such a lonely color. That is, yeah. I love. And then it. and then she says something about Hazel going perfectly with Jimmy, which I was just like, oh god, know, poor Hazel. <laughs> so she starts to, at some point like inspects this painting, right? Mm-hmm. And she finds that Jimmy <laughs> has painted a lot of faces on it. One of them. Looks like Ellie, kind of, except it's bad. It looks terrible. It looks like like a bad Ellie. 
And this is the the last straw. Hazel dumps paint all over Jimmy. Yeah, and orange then they talk, paint, orange paint. And then paint. they talk about it, but they're talking about it is completely beating around the bush of the issue. And Hazel breaks up with Jimmy. She's like, well, if you're not going to say it, I'm going to say it. I actually loved it because Jimmy says, "Hazel, I love you, but Ellie inspires me." Yeah, which is really dickish. And thing she to was say. like, "Fuck you, dude! Like, you don't have the balls to just break up with me." Fuck mm-hmm. you. And she's right. And she's like, I am out, motherfucker. Yeah. And she breaks up with him. And that's the end of it. And there we go. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Ellie, uh, not Ellie, um, Jimmy and Hazel, farewell. Farewell to a couple we oh, spent some time with. Their getting together was one of my favorite moments with that trash necklace, remember? Oh my God, he picked who the can, garbage right up off the ground. Perfect. Forget the trash necklace. Found it on the roof. A piece of, piece of garbage he found on the roof. He put it around her neck. They were together for next year. Yeah, two years. Love Hazel. I two fucking, years. Oh, is it two years? Yeah. Also, like, no one in this mural, if you go to the zoom in, I just got there of like these people in the mural, no one looks like a real person except for the Ellie who looked kind of like Ellie. <laughs> At least Jimmy wasn't wearing like an all white outfit. Although, like, Hazel did already have paint on her all white outfit at this point. Paige is wearing a t-shirt that says blondes have more fun. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> Paige is the fucking great. The Paige best. is the best. So Ellie definitely also at one point Ellie was wearing an ACDC shirt, which I was mm-hmm. like, oh, all right. Um, Ellie and Jimmy look like full steam ahead probably on that, right? Mm-hmm. We're going on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not buying Ellie and Jimmy. No. No, no, no. I don't think that that's... I feel like every relationship Ellie is in is, like, doomed to fail. I've been yawning a lot in this episode. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Oh, I'm tired, I'm too. not bored at all. I'm You're not going to watch that movie after this. You're going to go to bed, just like I'm I am. Not. Well, yeah. I'm not going to go to bed right away, but I'm not watching a movie. No. Um, Rachel. Yes. When Degrassi of the Next Generation was on the Noggin, the end mm-hmm. network, mm-hmm. used to have a tagline. It was, it goes there. And the reason it was, it goes there is because as we were talking earlier, they search out, they fucking, they find the, 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 the topics, the, the taboo things that we didn't see on our teen shows normally. And they would go there. They would go so far mm-hmm. into the wilderness into at the lake with Jay. So Rachel, on a scale of one to ten, with one being oh, we like to rank uh, how much every episode goes on a scale of one to ten. So on a scale of one to ten, with one being the least and ten being the most, what would you say episode five ten uh, redemption song? Mm-hmm. How much would you say it goes there? I arbitrarily gave it a four. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Like Let's I don't, I don't feel like it really went super far. But like, also there was like the J stuff is pretty shitty. It's pretty bad. Like it's part for the J course, though, right? I yeah, mean, it's not like unexpected. Um, but there's like fights in this episode, and then there's a big breakup in this episode. So I felt like two or three felt too low. But like, it's definitely not above a four. I don't think I give fours very often. It's either like real low or it's a five. 
Yeah. I'm going to give it a four also. I would, I, the only, I'm actually going to give it a five. And here's why I'm going to give it a five mm-hmm. because where is Spinner kissing uh, 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 Darcy in that? On scene? her clavicle. Why is, what is happening? He's sitting, why is he kissing her there? That's you're so giving odd. It, you're giving it, and it goes there a higher rating because yeah. of him kissing her clavicle. Yeah, because it's so uncomfortable and weird. And that's not where you would kiss a human, especially Which, if you're sitting on a tree stump. Maybe yeah. if you're like in a car or you're laying down, maybe, but they're sitting on a tree stump, for God's sakes. For mm-hmm. heaven's sakes. She's sitting on one. I think he's like kneeling or oh, like and kissing crouching. her chest. Not yeah. even her boobies. He's like far Just from her right boobies. here. Just right here. Like it's arguably, it's not even her clavicle. It's like the space on her ribs. It's the space in between ribs. her clavicle and her boobs. It's just her, it's the chest. What the chest just keeps chest going there because they need. I have no to sensation be... touching this area of my body. Like I can't really say that that would make me feel good. No, they needed her, him to be kissing her at a place where you could be like, oh, he doesn't know that she's hysterically crying. Yeah. It could have just been her neck, but you know, I he know. had to why keep going around the neck? chest. I think this is why I'm like, has Spinner had sex with anyone? It's his kink, man. He loves the chest. Loves the chest. Not the boobs, the chest. No, the chest, this part. So I'm going with a five, baby. Five. A five. Okay. Okay. So Pat, in these episodes, we like to highlight a particular character who stands out for some reason. And sometimes that reason that they stand out is because they learn a lesson or because they really help out their friends. They're like the good guy. And sometimes that reason is because they say like they're, you know, a throwaway character and they have one line and we absolutely love them for it. And it's hard to pick anyone else. So Pat, in this episode, number 510, Redemption Song, who is your most valuable Degrassi? Redemption song. La, 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 la. That's not the same song. No, it's um, Even I know that much. Buffalo soldier in the heart of America. I've got two names in my brain. I don't ever write anything down. I've got two names in my brain jockeying for position for very different reasons as to who I should pick for my most valuable Degrassia. And there's a head and a heart. Head and a heart. Where do you go? Do you go with your head? Do you go with your heart? I'm going to go with my head. Mel, oh, you, should heart. you should always go with your heart. So I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to say my most, oh God, my most, val- I feel fucking dirty saying it. My most valuable digression is <laughs> Sleazy J. Sleazy M- Mike Lobel of the Mike Lobel Sleaze Prize. J, what's his last name? Cutler. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, um, I, I also Jay, said J. <laughs> J, I don't know. I mean, J is I, far from the best character in this episode, but he is the funniest and he like really made this episode for me. This is goes against my normal way of I know, me too. voting for these, but it really like no one else really got me the way that Jay got me in this episode. I feel all I, extra gross that I have a head and a heart pick and that was my heart pick. <laughs> What's your head pick? Oh, because you know that's wrong to pick him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you think? Who's my other? Who's my other? Spinner. Um, no, Hazel. I loved oh, okay. Hazel. In this episode. Yeah. Hazel had Hazel does what Hazel does so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. The in media res line that fucking kills every time. Her mm-hmm. showing up to paint in all white is so funny. Yeah, and then like and the then orange. 
pulling it home, coming home with that, like, fuck you, dude. You don't have the balls to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. I mean, Hazel's a great pick for MVP. And it's it, it's kind of killing me that I'm picking Jay, especially because Jay tried to trick a woman into having sex with a boy before she was ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where she was hysterically crying. And I, yeah. I feel horrible, but... I don't know. There was something about that guy. Also, he just said so many funny things. This is like, it's very against both of our norm, but I think that it's funny that it's taken us. I mean, we're, we're in season five. Broomheads are, I bet you. And we don't right do now. that normally. I bet you the broomheads are, sh- they might even be a little bit disappointed in us. I feel badly about this pick. I'm sticking with it though. I but got it. I'm sticking with it. I immediately afterwards, I was like, Man, Jay's an asshole in this, but I loved him so much. Like, yeah, it made me laugh. Like, I want to go back and watch it now just to laugh again. And what did he say at the volleyball? Like, who's your savior? Who's now your or something? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. There were so many funny things he said. He, like, he just kept making fun of the, the Jesus Club, the friendship. That's club. what you love. That's why you got all. I know. Um, but it was just, but his jokes were so funny. Like, they were. They were actually really funny. He was great when he met up with Spinner in the mall. And he was like, hey, man, what's up? And they're like doing fives and shit. I don't know. And he was pouring George. alcohol into his coffee at the Dot Marie Jones. <laughs> like a fucking alcoholic. Like, I just, have to believe. He, he shows up to pick up Spinner, who like wants to go home after this fight with Darcy. And he's like, no, no, no. I got to stay here a little bit. Yeah. And like, he's like, he I want out- a hot dog. He gets out with his like tiny sunglasses on and his shaggy hair. And it's just, it's so funny. Like everything he does in this episode just made me laugh. And we, we were here talking about how, how are we ever going to like Jay? And we don't like him, but he makes us laugh. So I think that that might be how he wins us over. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is. And I think he's going to get a sob story too at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. He tried to have to convince a teenage uh, woman to sleep with someone. I bet her name's like Melinda. Oh, not Darcy. Sorry. The the other lady that he's like, Oh, this one. Oh, the one he's trying to bones on. Yeah. I have to believe there's somebody in the friendship club, in the, in the Dean perverse, in the, in the dope monkeys and the brumettes who was listening to this podcast and had been listening at some point and then uh, heard us, uh, refer to the dot as the dot Marie Jones. And that that was the moment when they were like, Oh, this is the show for me. <laughs> like I have to believe that. I know it's not likely, but I have to believe that, that there's one person out there. Broomheads. If you were that person, we say the dot Marie Jones knows the knows who that is and thinks with like joy of like, Oh God, this podcast is so stupid and I get it. And I, yeah. Love it. Every time we say our jokes run so deep sometimes. Deep. They run deep. They run deep. Oh, Spinner's kissing the chest right now and where and where I am. As she's hysterically crying. Is that you? Yeah, it's bad. All right, we did it. Another episode in the can. Chest kissing. The we did it, guys. We did 75 plus one. Oh, wow. That's 76, right? Oh, and we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. On Saturday, because I got billed again for our hosting. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy I just anniversary. got I got I got billed for Zoom today. Oh, but you okay. have Zoom now too. So Yeah, yeah. You gotta get billed. You gotta get billed. 
All right, I'm pals. Shit, dude, I was like fucking shit. We're we're both very tired. It's ten thirty p.m. on a Monday, so we got to go to bed. I need to sleep more. Yeah, me too, buddy. Oh boy, it's just so hard to sleep. Yeah, because the world is like a disaster. It's like on fire. The and on top of that, this like Russian oligarch is taking over the country little by little. Wait, what? Trump. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm I was reading like, this what? book. I'm reading this book that is not good for my. Uh, oh, I can't. I gotta read fiction right now. I hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. It depicts. It tells you he, this guy has been working with the Russians since the fucking 80s. This has all been a long con, a long plan with Russia. He's been with the Russian mob since the fucking 80s. And it's, he's been with them the whole time, little by little. I mean, again, I don't know. It's a book. So you never know. Like, it could be skewed yeah. a little bit here or there. But the facts are there. And it's a very uh, footnoted book. Mm-hmm. It's by a very uh, renowned uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Hiding okay. in Plain Sight by Sarah Kendzor. Kendzor? I don't know. Yeah, I've heard about it. It's fucking making me crazy, though. I'm like, I can't handle it. Yeah. If you want something to take your mind away a little bit, I just finished watching all of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend isn't so light that it's, like, dumb, though. No, it's pretty heavy, right? It's pretty heavy, but it's but it's fun. And sometimes you need fun. Fun and truthful. So, Broomheads. You can follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. And you can write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Wow, that's a song I haven't thought about in a while. Because you said fun. You know what? That's the band was called Fun. They were called Fun. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Was it you or Myra or Mark Arcusha? We'll cut this, obviously. That heard a bunch of kids in a bus singing that song. It was, that was me. I was actually just about to tell that story. Yeah. No, you tell that story. Tell that story. I we'll think I told I that. I think I've told that story on the podcast before. I was walking when that song uh, "We Are Young" was very popular. Mm-hmm. I was walking, and a school, a yellow school bus filled with children. We're singing that song at the top of their lungs. We are young. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. That was me. I heard that on 31st Avenue, right by my old apartment on 20, between 29th and 30th Street. 31st mm-hmm. Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yellow School old days. Full of children singing fun. Oh, my goodness. Guys, stay uh, safe out there. You know? Yeah, please. And wear a fucking mask. It's really not that hard. It. it the thing is, is that... If we all wear masks, it means less transmission of the virus. God, I never thought I'd be saying this. I feel like I'm in the tribe. (laughs) Means less transmission of the virus, which means that this will all be over sooner for all of us. Because the thing is, is that the selfish people who are going to be dicks right now are going to ruin it for everyone, Mm -hmm. for themselves and for other people. So don't do that. Don't be a dick. Wear a mask. And put it over your nose. The people who do not seem to understand that it goes over your mouth and your nose, I don't understand. I watched the movie Cats, which I should talk about at some point. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about it now because not it's, tonight. it's too it's, much. It's too much and it's too late. And it does not, it's, Cats is not an end of the episode <laughs> conversation. I Maybe it is. It. I don't know. We I got to talk, talk about, about Cats, though. Have you seen it? 
I have not seen the movie. I've seen you the gotta musical. See you got to see the movie. You got to see it. It is. You know what's what I find funny too is that ever since I showed you my diary entry about when I saw Cats the musical when I was twelve, um, I have seen so many TV shows make fun of Cats, like difficult well, people. The, the movie. This movie is oh my, it is un Kimmy Schmidt. It's unbelievable. This movie. Crazy ex-girlfriend does some they make fun of cats a lot later on. So you should watch it. There's a whole there's a whole episode where like Fred Armisen is a cat. There's like a cat's you gotta episode see this of Crazy movie. Ex-girlfriend. I'm telling you right now, you gotta yeah. see this movie. It's so you gotta bad. See oh my god. You don't even know the half of it. It is oh. like not even you can't even you think that like you you go, you're so confident, you know. This is the worst. This is gonna be the worst movie. I have heard everybody say it. I've heard everybody talk about how bad this movie is. It's gonna be so bad. You will still be floored. You will still be floored. I wanted to tell you, um, in the latter seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, there's a lot of cats jokes. So there's not just a cats episode, but there's like running like little cats jokes in the last last season, I think maybe the last two seasons. Um, But there's one point where I know that you asked this question where they say, where Rebecca Bunch talks about the Jellicle cats and how you realize that they're just regular cats. Like that's all jellicle cats sense. are. Yeah, they're it just regular cats. And she also says almost exactly word for word what I wrote in my diary as a 12-year-old in that show about how it's just based on a bunch of poems and it doesn't make any sense. Well, the the they should have made it a dance review, which is I feel not. bad that like, now they tried I tried to pretend it that it's a story. <laughs> I don't really want to get into it now because I want to save it. Yeah. The play well, is obviously the musicals. Ob- no, no, we should keep it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously terrible. Like we, that, we know. Like no one's standing for cats. It's. Ob- I mean, when I was twelve years old, sure. I was like entertained enough by the cats to be like, "Oh, that wasn't bad." But to be like, it didn't make any sense. But as a twelve-year-old, that was my critique of the experience. The level of take that out of it. Let's say, mm-hmm. Cats is the greatest musical ever written best musical ever in and this is the movie they made of it the uh ineptitude of filmmaking of Mm -hmm. staging of anything at all everything you could possibly imagine uh is on a level you've never seen in your life it is so i mean i love this movie I love it. I love it with all of my being. I love it. It is so fucking horrifically bad. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever been made. And it is, I mean, the play is of, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't particularly. I have to, I can't remember. Um, my sister sent me the story the other day. And so she could probably correct about the whole situation, but was it Harold Prince? Who was a producer of Broadway stuff? Does that name sound familiar? I, I don't know. know a lot about Broadway. I might be making up the name. So like there was a guy who's like longtime uh, producer of stuff. And Katz is, Katz is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Yeah. So Harold Prince was like, wow, like I think I'm into this. Like it's again, Harold Prince, I think. So like, you know, put an asterisk next to that. Like, wow, you know, this is really about, he deep digs deep into what Katz is about. And it's about, you know, um, power structures and like all. I think I, blah, I, blah, I think blah. I know this. I know. And this then part. Andrew Lloyd Webber is like, no, it's just, it's about, just about cats. cats. I've and heard then that. Harold Prince is like, nope, I'm out. 
I've heard I've heard that. I've heard that story where someone was like trying to make it about like a very serious and he was just like, and he was just like, just, nope, just it's just about cats. About cats. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, God. I'm not a cat person. I own a dog. There's also it's also has no stakes. There are no stakes. There's literally no stakes. What is the conflict in that entire? There like, isn't one. It's if they they go to this this big ball and someone's going to win, and when they win, they die. That's the premise of the thing. Now, it all of the people who lose don't give a shit, and nothing changes. So it's like they're happy when the other person wins. There's no, it's, it's, uh, guys. Yeah, it is, it is Hal it Prince. And, I was so right. It's Hal Prince. It was. <laughs> see this thing. It's a work of pure mad genius. It's not genius at all. Mad. What's the opposite of genius? Stupidity. Idiocy. The it's only wonderful. thing I remember from the stage show of Cats, which I think is really important to say, is that at one point during one of the songs, Two of the cats, yeah. one of them standing upright. And yeah, one, some of them stand upright. And one was upside down. They were holding each other's waists, mm. like 69ing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. And they did cartwheels. That's pretty cool. And that was the coolest thing that I remember seeing in cats. And I saw it 25 years ago, almost. Not quite that long ago. 23 I could... years ago. I could see it being. I actually and saw I was it like, as well. And I, and I, I will never forget that moment of the the dueling cartwheels. I saw it on Broadway with my family as well. I don't really remember it. I remember mm-hmm. being a little bit freaked out when the cats were like in the audience. That's oh, it. I don't like that. No, don't don't. But, I don't. I don't like any audience participation in a show. I could see it being a, 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 like a fun time at the at, at the at the theater, but mm-hmm. this movie, this movie is just oh god. In fact, you got to see it. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if you want to watch it, you want to rent it, you got to pay for it because you got to pay oh. for it. If you want to, if you want to rent it, and I'll also rent it again, and we could zoom and watch it. I will watch okay. this thing again. It's yeah, I only want to watch perfect. it if you're going to watch it with me. God, I love it so much. Maybe give me like another week or two. And we'll would you like to? Would you like to see me make the jellical choice? No, I don't know. What, what is, is that? a jellical cat? What is the jellical choice? I think that my favorite um, sitcom representation out of the three that I mentioned, though, of cats is um, on Kimmy Schmidt, where they literally said, "Like you could, anyone just gets up on stage and just becomes a part of the show," and that's how it's been on Broadway for so long. <laughs> Well, they so the whole they thing, just make up lyrics every time. <laughs> the whole thing is predicated on this big emotional number mm-hmm. that Grizabella the cat has mm-hmm. at the end, and she's Jennifer Hudson is playing her, and she's physically like snotting because mm-hmm. she's so emotional, and the snot. But she's CGI snotting, right? No, that I mean. If either, probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> but there's a very focus on the fact that she's so emotional that she's snotting, mm-hmm. and and. And she, spoiler alert, no, should I not say what happens? I mean, I don't think anyone's spoiled by what happens in Cats. Regardless, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say it builds to this emotional scene where she sings the song Memory, which everybody Mm -hmm. knows. It's It's a great song. It's a fucking beautiful song. It's a wonderful song. She sings it beautifully. She's giving it, she's like giving it everything. You've never seen an actor just emoting and so heavy. And 
obviously building to this moment to get an emotional response from the people watching it. So you're supposed mm-hmm. to have emotional response to it. The problem is you learn nothing about this character prior to that moment. She's in one scene where they kind of explain that something happened, but you have no investment in this character just from a storytelling perspective. There's no stakes. How, there, how can I, I want, I love crying in movies. Me too. I wanted, I wanted nothing more than to like listen to Jennifer Hudson sing this beautiful song and lose my mind. I wanted it so bad, but I don't know anything about this character. There's nothing to make me connect to this character at all. I don't care. It's still a wonderful, it's a great number. She sings it very well. But I was just like, this is what you're basing this whole thing on. <sighs> so I talked <laughs> about cats, everybody. I did talk about it. I said I wasn't going to do it. Just when I, into it. Just when yeah, I thought I, I would tell you, pull me back in. You got to watch the rest of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because they do some great cats references. You'll appreciate it. I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much the movie veers from the uh, stage show. Probably, not I'm sure it's not that different, but it's probably much worse. That's my impression, at least. It's terrible. It is. It is. It is a work of art in in its terribleness. Yeah, it's I don't like, remember anything. Do I don't remember anything but the cartwheels from the stage show. So, like, I don't. I'm kind of the like a blank most canvas. Thrilling theatrical event in a word. Cats. That commercial used to run in New York all the time. Mm-hmm. It was big in the 90s. Oh, yeah. It was at the Winter Garden for years. I saw it on in a touring production. I did not see it on Broadway. Mm. Cool. All right, Broomheads. Take it home. We're talking about cats. We'll talk to you next week. You got any cats? You want to talk about cats at all? Email us. I'll talk about cats. We don't always answer all the emails, but I'll answer a cat's email. Anytime. See y'all. Bye.